Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page pay, 80, page 80, and two lines from the top, and we're just talking about that um, in order to draw down, we asked the question, in order that a person should be able to draw down this level, which transcends even toyu, the level of the atmosphere and save the essence, infinite essence of Hashem, which is revealed in the world of Akudim, to draw that down all the way down here, which is um, which above is accomplished by the coexistence and the inclusiveness within the world of Tikkun. Like we said, that Hashem only dwells in a complete place where there is where there is a coexistence of, of opposites. How do we accomplish this, to draw down this infinite revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem? Um, and everything is actually dependent on a person's service down here, even the revelations above in the spiritual realms. And we said that comes through the service of Be'ahavta, loving Hashem, uh, which actually the highest level of love, when a person illumines, illuminates his own darkness, through that he draws down the to illuminate the darkness of all the worlds through, through drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem to all the worlds. And we said, because the actual source of the Yetzir Toiv, of the godly soul, the good inclination actually comes from a higher source from the evil inclination, the animal soul. Like even though we said before that the source of the godly soul is from Tikkun and the source of the animal soul is from Toyu, which is a lot more intense, the revelation there is a lot more intense than the world of Tikkun. Nevertheless, the true source of Tikkun is actually higher than Toyu because that is that ultimate purpose of Hashem. Hashem wants there to be a revelation of His energy within uh, vessels. It doesn't want there to be a, a infinite revelation, an intense revelation that cause, ultimately causes a shattering of the vessels. So within Hashem's ultimate purpose and intention of creation, the world of Tikkun has a higher source. Therefore, the godly soul, which comes from the world of Tikkun, has a higher potential. And that's what it says at the beginning of creation, um, the beginning of uh, a soul coming down to this world that is made to take an oath to be a tzaddik and not to be a rasha, the oath also comes to the word uh, soiva, shavua comes to the word soiva, satiation, the, the soul is satiated with the, in, with the unlimited potential to overcome the and to battle with the animal soul. And we said that this could be in two ways, either through contemplation of things that also the animal soul can understand, like loving Hashem because He is your life, realizing that Hashem, that the godliness is really the true life of everything, and that's something that even the, the animal soul can appreciate. But the main way of accomplishing this, the main way of overcoming the animal soul, is through the a love of Hashem, which is the highest level, with all your might, that this type of love is brought about in the godly soul through the animal soul. Uh, through the, the concealment, the fact that the animal soul conceals and tests and lures the godly soul after the physical world, that actually can arouse the within the godly soul the highest level love and the highest level thirst for Hashem. 
like it says, from the constraints, from the confines, from the limitation, I call out to you, Hashem. That when the when the person realizes how he is confined and limited by the the animal soul, that will arouse in him the highest level love and desire to get out of that confine, that that constraints, and to connect to Hashem. And like we said, the analogy of the stream of water, that when you put the dam up in front of the stream of water, that is when the the overpowering when the intense power of the water is revealed and it breaks through that dam and it goes even in a, even more with the even more powerful flow. So too, through the, the animal soul, concealing and hiding the godly soul, through that is brought about the, the intense desire of the godly soul to the extent that it breaks through the darkness of the body and the, and the animal soul with a great scream, with a great cry, with a great thirst. Um, and through that, you also illuminate the darkness of your own animal soul and your on your body, and you transform the animal soul to, to good. Like just like in the analogy of the dam, when the water breaks through, even the, the dirt and the rocks that were that were blocking the water now also go along with the water. So so too, when the animal soul experiences and feels this intense desire of the godly soul, it also is drawn along with that and wants to get out of its own limitations and connect to the infinite essence of Hashem. And so through the fact that the godly soul now is illuminating and shining the darkness of the animal soul, through that you draw down the revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem also into the world. And that is what we just answered that question, that how do we accomplish drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem into ourselves, into the whole world? It is through that level of love which transforms even the godly soul, the animal soul into holiness. And then we said that's the, that's the idea of Simchav Tuvlev Vav. Tuvlev Vav is the highest level of love. And that's the level of love, which comes about through the constraints of the godly soul. And then, we said, being that this love is actually very not, not very easy to come to such a high level love, there is a advice to come to this love, even though it's very... There's another advice, there's another way to do it. And it's through, like it says, the sages say on the verse, with all your might, is... They say it means to love Hashem with all your money. That you're ready to be ready to give up all your money for the sake of love of Hashem and not to disconnect from Him, which means which means to say in the spiritual sense through giving a lot of tzedakah, you can arouse this level of love through giving a lot of tzedakah of charity, because this level because tzedakah is the same idea, accomplishes that accomplishes it's a surreal surrender of the ego bitla yesh, nullifications of one's own uh, autonomous existence, feeling of separateness. Because uh, profit, all the profit that person made through his work comes through a lot of toil. He he really exerted himself in all of his powers, all of his soul powers, and his mind and his heart to make this money, and then he gives it all away for the sake of Hashem to for a mitzvah for tzedakah, and that is nullifying his own existence to Hashem, which that is in in effect um, illuminating his own darkness of his body, of his animal soul, and giving it all up for Hashem, and that is the way you can also draw down that infinite essence of Hashem and accomplish the same feat that you do accomplish through arousing that love of Hashem and Bukhol Meidecha. Now we're going to start starting on the top of page. Pay two lines from the top. And what's even more so, that the idea that Tzedakah accomplishes this um, nullification of one's own uh, feeling of separateness, of surrender of one's ego, is even more emphasized the fact that when the main, the main idea of tzedakah is that a person should judge himself, should should judge himself from 
extra things. He should be his own self-judge and not allow himself to take pleasure in just in, in, and have all these extra things in life. Like it says in the verse, the judgment and righteousness you have done within Jacob, within Yaakov, which it's, we see in this verse that it's a combination of mishpat and staka, judgment and righteousness, which which is now which means that when a person gives tzedakah, the tzedakah that he gives has to come with a lot of judging, of being the judge over himself and realize and not allowing himself to you know. Oh, first I'm going to take a pleasure and have all these extra things that I don't really need, and then after that I'm going to give tzedakah. No, has to be a judge and not allow himself to have indulge in extra, uh, not necessary things, and therefore he'll have a lot of tzedakah to give. This is not the main idea of, of charity that after all the extra things that he doesn't really need and unnecessary. Physical things he doesn't need, then he gives the rest to. Then he gives tzedakah. A person has to be the judge over himself and not allow himself to take pleasure in all these extra things. Only to be satisfied with what is just necessary for his for him. To allow just to satisfy himself with whatever he just his basic needs are. and everything that's extra, eating tzedakah, he should give. To charity, and automatically, if he lives like this, he'll, he'll definitely have what to give to charity, not allowing himself to just take pleasure in all these extra things in life which are not really necessary for him. Therefore, he'll have a lot of extra money. And the the sages, the sages, when they when they said that your life comes first. Um, your life comes first, meaning you have to worry about yourself first before you give to tzedakah. That they only said that that only applies like the story that they bring in the Gemara there. That when a person is with uh, one jug left of water, and in order to save his life, you can either give this jug to himself, drink the water, or to his friend that's with him. Then they say Then your life comes first, and you have to take that sip of the, that jug of water, even though the person's the other person's not going to be able to survive. But when it comes to when it comes to tzedakah and you're we're not talking about life or death here, you can't apply this idea that no, oh, my life comes first. I have to make sure that I'm taking care of my physical needs are taken care of, and before I give charity, because here we're talking about yes, your physical needs are taken care of, but you're overindulging. You're taking advantage and taking pleasure in all these extra things. Do you have to you have to really be a judge over yourself and think introspection? Do I really need these things, or, or do I, or are they just extras for me? So. That's the point. You have to give, be a judge of yourself when you give charity, and try not to allow yourself to take pleasure and take and take pleasure in extra things. So you'll have a lot of money to give to charity. That all of this, uh, this way of living, of giving charity, giving charity, giving away that which you've worked with all your soul powers, with all your faculties to make this money. Now giving it away. That's a real surrender of the ego, and even more so if you're living in a way where you're not taking. Advantage, not taking pleasure in extra things in your life, and you're giving real, a lot, a lot of stuff because you're just living by totally just what's necessary, your basic needs. And in a more general way, how do you bring about this um, this nullification of one's own feeling of one's own separate identity? This bitulayesh which has the ability, the power to draw down the infinite essence of Hashem, in a more general way, it's a take, it's the 
intense and the strength in turning away from evil and doing good. The powerful strength that a person that a person exerts in turning away from evil and going going away from things which are against Hashem's will and over and in doing good and exerting himself going going over one's limits over one's nature in doing the positive commandments and to nullify one's own coarseness and one's own and one's own ego in all of matters which a person's soul desires and lusts for these things to uh, to nullify and to go against one's own desire and one's own lust for the physical pleasures and anything which is coarse, anything which is about oneself, which is about the ego, which is about the I. And this is not something which comes about through contemplation and understanding that because I understand that these things that these things are physical and they don't have any real worth to them, therefore I go against them. No, this is something which transcends, which is even higher, which is more powerful than than. Um, in contemplation, than 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 logic. If it's limited by logic, then it's a limited desire. It's a limited power. Here you're transcending logic. If you're going, you're you're going with the strength of the godly soul, like we said before. That's it was given the special power um, because of its higher source, even higher than the world of Tayu. And that there there is given a special power to the godly soul to overcome the animal soul and to be able to stand up against any any anything which is holding it back from connecting to Hashem. Even even with matters which seem to the person that these things actually matter, they're they're very important for the, his the, his very life, the life of his soul. Nevertheless, he, even these things which seem to him that they matter, they really matter to him, and they matter through his very existence. Nothing, nothing can stand in the way for this person for learning Torah and for prayer and prayer and a minion. And through standing up against all these things, and with the strength of the godly soul, that the godly soul was given because of its sublime source, standing up against anything which could hold a person back from connecting to Hashem through Torah and Tefillah and davening, um, through that a person breaks his ego and breaks his feeling, his own feeling of autonomy, his feeling of separateness. And his coarseness by going against and standing up against anything that a person just desires, like I want. When anything that says I want, that's a that's a sign of yeshus. It's about me. So anything that, that anything anything about the I, he breaks against. He goes. He overcomes that. He stands up against it, and he connects to Hashem. Um, so even things which seem to him that they actually are necessary are necessary for his very life. If they're getting in the way of davening, Torah and davening, then he knows he knows the truth, which things he really needs. Let's um, give examples about this in Bosi Lagani about the person thinks that you know he needs to he needs to do more business in order to make enough money in order to live, 
and therefore he's going to have to miss the minion. And so the person has to know that even these things which he thinks, he thinks, the truth is that they really don't matter to his life because if he doesn't dominate a minion, he's not going to have the proper channel to bring down those blessings for his parnasa. Um, but these are things which should need the middle they, they seem to him because the person's not on the right level to see that actually everything is a birch Hashem, Tasha, the blessing of Hashem is what makes him rich, gives him his parnasa. So he doesn't miss a minion, he doesn't miss his kvias uh, itim, his special um, classes for learning, his times, set times for learning, Torah, because he knows these are all the real channels for giving him life. And through the nullifications of uh, nullification of one's own um, identity, meaning of, of one's own ego, the self-abnegation that we just talked about here, if you draw down the revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem, so why do you draw down this infinite essence through breaking your own coarseness and the self-abnegation? Because being that the, the creation of the yesh, the creation of the existence, of all existence, including the person's own existence, which he's nullifying right now, is from the level of malchus, is from the level of, of, uh, of the lowest sphere of malchus, shenikras ani, which is called, in the work of works of Kabbalah, it's called Ani, I. So the creation of all the worlds is from the level of Malchus, the lowest of the ten spheres, which conceals on the divine energy enough to allow it to come down to the worlds in a more contracted and diminished fashion. Therefore, the worlds will be able to be able to be created from this more diminished light of Hashem, and that level of Malchus is called in the works of Kabbalah. It's called Ani, I. Vani, Oisius, Ayn. I is the whole idea of Yesh, is, is the feeling of I, of I exist. And Ani is Oisius, Ayn. The same letters of Ani, I, spell as also the letters of Ayn, of nothingness, of nullification. Which, 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 um, which signifies that the, the root of Malchus, which is Ani, is from Radlo, Reisha Dlo the head which is not known, which is a very, very high level of godliness, so high that it is above um, knowledge. It's above above any. I mean, it's it's totally subsumed and absorbed in, in godliness, and there's no feeling of separateness there. That's why it's called the, the head, which is not known. It's not even known. It don't exist. This level, this level of godliness is not even known. It doesn't know of its own existence because it's so subsumed and absorbed in godliness. And that's why ani, which is I, which is malchus which is a feeling of separateness. It has, it's the beginning of the feeling of separateness. That's why it's called I. Is the same letters of ayin, of nothingness, of nullification, because really the source of Malchus, even though when it comes down and it's created, Malchus is a feeling of separateness, but in its source, it's from this level of radlo, of a level of godliness which is totally absorbed in godliness and doesn't realize its own existence. And through the fact that a person makes from his own I, his own feeling of separateness, his own identity, to ayin, to nothingness, to nullify, nullify himself to Hashem, and breaking his own coarseness, that's why you're able to draw down through that, the ayin ha'atzmi, the essential uh, nothingness, which is the infinite essence of Hashem. So through breaking your own, through making your own I into nothingness, that's how you're able to draw down from that um, true nothingness, meaning which is referring, referring to the ultimate ayin, the ultimate nothingness, which is the level which is so transcendent that we cannot appreciate it, understand it at all, which is um, the infinite essence of Hashem.
Now we go back to the, the verse again from we said we quoted from the beginning of this mimer. oil and frag, fine fragrance gladden the heart. We explained that for, before that the um, fine fragrance refers to or the incense refers to the um, ascent from below to above. Just like when you burn incense, the the scent, the smoke goes up. That refers to the love of Hashem of Bechol Meidecha, the highest level love, of the transcendent love, the infinite love, of just going out of your own boundaries and connecting, and to Hashem, which totally transcends logic. So that is the idea of the incense. I can explain another place of Gam because that love is also the idea of going from below to above. You're getting out of your own existence, um, running out. Escaping your own infinite, your own finite being, another um, connotation that incense has, which is the general idea of incense, is, is the ascent from below to above, is also the idea of birudim of refining the sparks of holiness which are trapped in the physical and uh, physical physicality. The yud aleph, why? The yud aleph, some maniactators, hein neged yud aleph kisun the misavusa kineda. The eleven. Spice the eleven incense um, spices which were in the ketores um, which they were bringing the base of mikdash and the incense they were bringing the holy temple hanging naked which they are parallel to the um, to the eleven crowns of impurity as it's known. <clears throat> so now we're going to see. So the ketores, the incense is also uh, implies this idea of refining the sparks of holiness which are in the physical because the because the incense. In general, there is eleven different ingredients in the incense that made up the incense of the holy temple, and these are these are parallel to the eleven crowns of unholiness, which are levels of the levels usually actually parallel to the ten spheres, but in ten spheres, but in the uh, the unholy realm, there's one more sphera, which is the kesser, the kesser, the source of the energy of the for all the negative. Um, the negative powers of the ten spheres, the negative crowns of unholiness. There's one above that, which gives all the energy to the to the ten unholy powers. And this is the idea of the ascent from below to above with great love, and not just the the love of Hashem, but also this idea of refining the sparks. When you refine the sparks. Of holiness from the physical, being trapped in the physical existence, like you eat food for the sake of Hashem, and you're involved in all your your business matters for the sake of Hashem in order to give tzedakah. So you're actually now through doing that, you're uplifting the sparks, the godly sparks which are in these physical things which you're dealing with, and you're connecting them back to their source, to their divine purpose, to Hashem. And there's a that other connection that the spices, the incense has to the the incense in general this it has a connection to the eleven crowns of impurity, which is a basically through meaning we see that the incense is a special connection to this idea of refining the sparks. The the that the that they're that the incense is connected to this impurity, meaning the idea of the physical things of existence which get their life force from these um, eleven crowns of impurity, and you're but you're taking out the holy spark within them, which is like the holy incense, 
of the holy temple and up and uplifting it back to Hashem. Anyway, so the point is that the Ktoiris incense is the idea of the smoke going, when you burn the incense, the smoke is going up. So, so too, is the theme of the love for Hashem is you're going up out of your own existence and also the theme of refining the sparks of holiness and bringing them up from below, from down how they are in this physical world and bringing them back up to Hashem. Hashemin, and now what it says in the verse, Hashemin Ktoiris Yismachlev, that oil and fine fragrance and incense gladden the heart. So what's oil? In general, oil connotes drawing down from above to below, like oil is poured, oil is poured, and it's poured from above to below. Because in general, oil refers to the level of chachma, uh, the highest of the ten spheres, and the highest of the ten soul powers. And and we've seen it at another, so what, so Shemin is Chachma, like it says, Shemin Mishchas Kodesh, that the, the holy, the, the, the oil is called holy, the oil that was used in the, in the base of Mikdash, to anoint, the anointing oil, and holy, we always know, Kodesh always refers to Chachma, because it's the holiest sphere, the highest sphere of all the ten spheres. And also another verse says, Keshemin just like um, good oil on the head of Aaron, which we see here that the relationship between Shemin, oil, and Roish, and the head, which refers to even Atik. So we see that Shemin can refer to even the level of Atik, which is even higher, which is a Pnimisa Kester, the inner core of Kester, which is even higher than Chachma. So now we have Ketoyris and Shemin. Generally, Ketoyris incense is, a, is the ascent from below to above. Shemin is the drawing down from above to below. Vehein Yismachlev, and both of these <coughs> are what gladden the heart. Lies de Belev, Yesh, Zelu Mazeb, meaning that within the heart, of a person, there are there is um, two opposites. Zayin midis rois, neged zayin midis dikdusha chulukanal. There is this we said we spoke about earlier the seven, the seven evil emotions, the seven negative emotions that a person has, meaning love and lust for physicality, fear of, of not having parnasa, and worry about that. And then there's the seven holy emotions: love for Hashem, fear of Hashem, awe of Hashem, res, um, respect of Hashem. And these two themes of shaman of oil and frag and and incense gladden the heart. Through these two themes of of shaman and Ktoides, um which is Ktoides is the ascent, getting out of your own existence through arousing the um, intense love of and also through refining the sparks from the physicality. And through Shem and drawing down from Chachma or even from Atik through doing Torah and Mitzvahs uh, or through nullifying one's own existence, like we said before, we just said. Um, nullifying one's own existence through giving Tzedakah or through gen- in general being being very strong in all Surah So through those two themes, in the Yismach Lev, you gladden the heart because through that you bring about the bitter, the refinement of the sparks of holiness from the physicality and the transformation of the physicality itself. There's a transformation of the darkness to life. And through that, drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem. So, that's why these two themes of Shemin and Torahs bring gladness to the heart, which the heart in itself is made up of two opposites, of evil and of holiness. And how do you gladden the heart that it should only be for Hashem? That's how you bring gladness to the heart. That is through these two themes of Shem and Ktoidus, through nullifying your own existence, uh, which is the idea of Ktoidus and uplifting 
your existence and uplifting all the sparks and the physicality are now transforming the physicality, transforming the, transforming the darkness, transforming your heart that it shouldn't have any more evil, any more negativity in it. And by, by way of that, also drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem. So, and this is a different explanation than we said before, that the um, Shem and the Nectaris, these two themes, Yismach Lev, glad in the heart, which refers to, the heart refers to the more diminished energy of Hashem. Like we said, the Hashem is called Tzur Levavi, the heart of all the worlds. And that more diminished energy, and how did you gladden it? How do you bring gladness? Revelation, and revelation of Hashem's infinite essence to the worlds is through also these two themes of Shem and Nectaris, of Halah and Amshacha. Now we return to the end of this verse of Shemin Uktedus that we spoke, we brought this up at the beginning of the Mimer, and he's going to return to some of the questions that we said at the beginning of the Mimer on this verse. And the sweetness of a friend is better than one's own counsel. So let's see what we said in the beginning of the Mimer about this. It said, uh, he said that uh, Rashi explains, Mesek Re'eyu, the sweetness of a friend, it means the Misha Machsher Masakin Maisiv Shiu Misukim Lakadish Barhu. Somebody who who fixes uh, his ways and prepares makes his ways he fixes his ways that they should be sweet to Hashem. So his friend is referring to Hashem here. So you make your ways sweet to Hashem. is a lot better than somebody from the council of somebody who just fulfills the desires of his heart. So he explains that Re'ehu refers to Hashem. His friend refers to um, Hashem. And like we said in another verse, Your friend and the friend of your father do not leave, do not forsake. And the Medrash says, and also Rashi explains there, that your friend refers to Hashem in that verse. And also the explanation here of Re'ehu, his friend, is referring to Hashem. So we have to understand what <coughs> what is Shlema Melech, King Solomon, teaching us with this verse, that the, it's better somebody who makes his ways, who fixes his ways that they should be sweet to Hashem is better than somebody who just fulfills the desires, the lusts of his heart. Even a simple person understands this, that the fulfilling of Torah mitzvahs is better than somebody who goes after the desires of his heart. So why does the Shlomo Melech, King Solomon, with his great wisdom, have to, have to um, uh, let us know this seemingly uh, very simple fact? And also, what's the connection of this well, that last part of this part of the verse to the beginning of the verse, which says, um, oil and and um, incense gladden the heart. Fine, so now we understand the oil, what it means, oil and incense gladden the heart, which we just explained. Now we're going to explain that the last part of the verse. So, the sweetness of a friend, this refers to the the sweetness and the pleasure in fulfilling the mitzvahs, in fulfilling the commandments of Hashem, the, the, the sweetness and the pleasure that a person has when he fulfills the, the when he fulfills Hashem's commandments, mitzvah, which is the idea of the joy uh, that a person has when he fulfills the mitzvah, like we spoke about earlier in this mimer, which comes about um, after a person des- arouses in himself a, a desire to cleave to Hashem, to attach himself to Hashem. Then he goes and fulfills the mitzvahs, and he actually reaches that, he quenches his thirst because the mitzvah draws down the infinite essence of Hashem, and therefore he has a great joy and pleasure when he fulfills that mitzvah. Um, <clears throat> so, mesek re'eyu, the sweetness of Hashem, which refers to, a, uh, the sweetness of a friend, which refers to Hashem, refer, uh, means the sweetness that a person has, the pleasure a person has when he fulfills mitzvahs because he's quenching his thirst to connect to Hashem. Shuhu'inyim which is the which is the idea of shemin, of oil, like we just said, is the drawing down from Chachma or even from Atik, 
and shaman in general is idea of mshachal mailamata. The atzas nefesh and the one's one owns counsel. What does that refer to? Who avas who avas the bchol meidecha refers to the love with of all your might, which is the love we spoke about before. Uh, the infinite love, the love which a person wants to leave his own existence, his limited existence, and connect to Hashem. And and about this love, concerning this love, uh, they said, so the Rashi says in this commentary, remember, and when it says, Atzas um, Nefesh, the counsel of one's own counsel, Rashi says, going back to the beginning, um, so it's better somebody who fixes his deeds to Hashem, like we were explaining and refers to the pleasure, the simchal shemitzah, the pleasure a person has when he fulfills the mitzvahs because he's connecting to Hashem through that, is better than somebody who fulfills the desire of his heart, which is now referring to the 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 love of b'chol meidecha, the love of all your might of going out of your existence to connect to Hashem. And why is that called fulfilling the desire of your of your soul? It's not referring to your physical lust, physical uh, lust for physical pleasures. Rather, it's referring to this, this, uh, to fill the desire of your soul. What is the desire of a person's soul, of a person's godly soul? The person's desire is that the godly soul is just to leave this world and connect to Hashem. But the sweetness of fulfilling Teremitzis is better than the one's own counsel, the desire of one's own soul to, to leave this existence and connect to Hashem. Because the ultimate purpose in this creation is to the Shuv, is the returning back to this world and doing Teremitzis and drawing down Hashem's presence into this world. To draw down revelation of godliness. This is the ultimate purpose. As we know that the purpose is that we may want to make a dirbatachtenim in the dwelling place for Hashem in this world. And that which it says that a person fixes his deeds to make them to make them sweet to Hashem. That the the deeper meaning of that when Rashi says um, the sweetness of one's friend refers to fixing one's deeds um, and not just to the sweetness that meaning to the pleasure a person has when he's fulfilling mitzvahs. Fixing one's deeds that making them sweet to Hashem means that when you fulfill the mitzvahs, they they should be your all your deeds should be to bring pleasure to Hashem, and not just for your own sake that you should just feel joy that you're connecting to Hashem. But you're in a higher level, you should make everything that you do all your Torah mitzvahs just for the sake of bringing pleasure to Hashem. Nevertheless, in order that there should be the simchal mitzvah, the joy when fulfilling a mitzvah, joy that the person became close to Hashem through this mitzvah, that only can happen through first prefacing the love of the love that we spoke about before, that the love which is so intense that he wants to run to Hashem. From the constraints of the animal soul, that's like the analogy of the of the um, dam which is blocking the stream of water. That because of that blockage, when it breaks through, it breaks through the whole another intensity. So too, the animal soul, when it's it's blocking the godly soul from becoming expressed in the person's life, but when it breaks through, it, the godly soul breaks through the whole and in another intensity. So, in order to have the joy of fulfilling a mitzvah, you first have to arouse this love 
of Bukhul Meidachom, the love with all your might, which which is totally transcends limitation. Meaning there also has to be the counsel of the soul. Meaning you have to have this even you have to have this idea of, you know, your own um it's like we said before that uh, the sweetness of a friend is referring to the sweetness and fulfilling mitzvahs, which is the idea of the joy of fulfilling a mitzvah, uh, which is the idea of the oil which is drawing down godliness. And the atzas nefesh, the counsel of the soul, is the the love of the love of all your might, which we say that's what we say that you're fulfilling the desire of your soul, not the physical desires of your physical pleasures. Rather, the the intent is the the love and the thirst. You're fulfilling that 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 desire of your love to connect to Hashem, and we say that nevertheless the sweetness of the friend is great is greater than the, the soul, the, your own counsel of your soul, because the ultimate purpose is to draw down godliness into this world, to reveal Hashem in this world. That is the main purpose, and not and not the idea of just arousing love and, and wanting to leave the world and connect to Hashem. Nevertheless, in order to have true simcha shalom mitzvah, true joy in fulfilling a mitzvah, to appreciate the God, the revelation of godliness which is happening when you do the mitzvah, you have to first have the preface of the love, to want the desire to connect to Hashem. If you don't have that desire, then you're not going to truly appreciate the experience that you're going through when you're doing a mitzvah and connecting to Hashem through the mitzvah. Meaning that you have to have the atzas nefesh, the counsel of the soul. But, that the advice... The sweetness of your friend is is a lot better. Because we said that refers to the drawing down of godliness, the revelation of godliness through fulfilling mitzvahs, which is the ultimate purpose of creation. And now we can go back also to the beginning of the Mimer where we said, uh, we asked questions on this verse. The Ne'er Mitzvah, the, the candle is a mitzvah, and Torah is, and, and is light. And we said we have to understand what it says. Afterwards it says, Musar. And the way of life is the is a, a, a rebuke of ethical rebuke. So you have to understand what it says. Derechaim, what the way of life? What is the other way of life besides Torah mitzvahs? It already said um, that, that the candle is a mitzvah and the Torah is light. So how could I add something else? So the, the way of life is the ethical rebuke. And yeah, so now we're going back to that verse. So this is what it means that the candle is a mitzvah and the Torah is light. The ner mitzvah, the candle is a mitzvah. Who halal refers to the ascent from below to above. Kiyudua to mitzvah as it's known that the all the commandments have a special power, a special segula, special power in, invested within each mitzvah, each specific mitzvah to connect the the animal soul to godliness. So it's the idea of ascent, causing the animal soul to ascend and connect. To that, to the divine. And when it says in the verse in the Torah is light, who refers to the drawing down of godliness, as it's known that usually when you learn Torah, it's not about uplifting, not about uplifting your body to Hashem. Like when you do physical mitzvahs, you're uplifting the physical to Hashem. The Torah is you're learning the wisdom of Hashem, and that wisdom is being drawn down in its pure state down here in the physical world. So the candle is a mitzvah, is the ascent and the teira is light, is the is the descent of godliness being drawn down. Or you could say that both of them actually, the ner mitzvah and teira er, both refer to drawing down of godliness. And the more general place where the drawing down of, of the godly energy is, is, is mainly in teira. But the mitzvahs are just specific vessels, channels to to bring that drawing down, to bring that 
godly energy down into this world. Kamesh Zabar Makamachar is another place. But both Teda and Mitzis are both drawing down divinity into, into this world. But Teda is a more general way, it's just the general light. And the, and the Mitzis is the nair, is like the, is like the candle, is like the, also the, the vessel which holds the candle. Um, and there, because each mitzvah has its own specific vessel to draw down specific dif- different divine revelations. But now we ought to answer the question, what does it mean when it says afterwards, the way of life is ethical rebuke. So the w- the way, however, the way, the pathway to come to this Chaim El Yenim, the way to the life, the way to the supernal life, godly life, who Techachas Musar is the ethical rebuke. But really, the, the what is this? So how do you come to the highest level life, the highest level connection to Hashem? We spoke about actually two levels in the in the love of Cholmeidecha. One is the love which is produced when you contemplate how all the godly revelations in this world and all the world in general, all physicality is just a glimmer, a ray, a contract a ray of godliness, and from that you have produce a desire to want to leave this world and connect to the essence of Hashem, which is the true only tr- the only true truth of all, of everything, even all these high godly revelations are just glimmers of godliness, rays of godliness, and not the ultimate truth of Hashem. And now, we talk about, just in the previous page, the love of all your might, is, is the highest level, is the, um, the we said, is the one that's brought about through, uh, within the the godly soul, through the animal soul, uh, through the, God, the animal soul, concealing the godly soul, holding it back, that can actually produce even stronger desire. Like it says, I mean, a mater could also call that call out to Hashem from the constraints, from the constraints and the limitations that the animal soul puts upon the godly soul. That's how you can come to the highest level of love. Like you said, the analogy of the dam breaking, the, the water breaks through it, it breaks through with a whole other level. So here, when it says, the way to true life, the, the way to life, to the highest level of connection to Hashem, is Techachas Musr's ethical rebuke, which refers to the second idea of the love of Hashem, which is described as all your might, which is brought about through the concealment and the hiding of the animal soul, hiding the godly soul. Like we said, from calling out to Hashem from the constraints of the animal soul is what produces an even higher level love. Not just a love which is produced through contemplating how far Hashem is from the worlds, and therefore you want to come connect to the essence of Hashem. Rather, you're saying how far I am, really, because the animal soul, and you're, th- and you're, all of a sudden you have this thirst to get out of the constraints of the animal soul. That produces even greater love and gets you to even higher level of life that even Tere Mitzvahs can get you to. The Chaim Malyanim. Uh, and this is what arouses and draws down. This godly energy of Amshachah So, and the actual drawing down of the energy that you can arouse through this love, which is produced by the concealment of the animal soul. How do you actually draw that down? It's through learning Torah and fulfilling mitzvahs. So, usually you can arouse a certain level through contemplating how Hashem is so the essence of Hashem is totally removed from worlds. You can produce a, a, a you can get in touch with a high level of godliness. And then draw that down through Teremitzis, which Teremitzis are the channels, the pathways which through, by which the godliness can be drawn down to this physical world. But if you get, if you actually arouse the love which is produced by the concealment of the animal soul, that gets in touch with even higher level, more essential, deeper level of godliness, and that level can be drawn down through Teremitzis. So first of all, you have to have the Derechayim Techachas Musar. How do you come to the the true life? Is through the Techachas Musar, through the ethical rebuke, meaning. 
which refers to the negativity of the animal soul through that love that, that which comes to the negativity of the animal soul that can actually get you to the higher level of supernal life gam teichachas musar who another explanation of what it means ethical rebuke at the end of the verse which brings you to a higher level life it refers to who is that a person pains himself he gives himself yusudim and afflicts himself with a bitl, with nullifying his his feeling of separateness, his feeling of independence, and his coarseness. Like we said before, like through giving tzedakah. Especially when you give, so when you're giving tzedakah in general, you're giving away from all the proceeds, all the profit that you made, which is you, you used all of your energy of your existence to make that. And by giving it away to a mitzvah of Hashem, you're nullifying your existence to Hashem. And especially when you're giving in the way we said before, it's tzedakah, um, you said that, we said on the verse, Mishpat Utstaka Biyakivata Sisa, the Mishpat and Staka together, judgment and staka, that a person judges himself from anything which is extra, and he says, Anything which is extra I'm not gonna use, I'm not gonna take pleasure from, and I'll give it all to Hashem. And that's the ultimate uh, even more of a bitl of your own existence to Hashem. So Teichakas Musa, the ethical rebuke can also refer to this affliction that a person afflicts himself, he afflicts, he nullifies self-abnegation, surrenders his ego, you know, uh, afflicts his own coarseness by giving to a lot of tzedakah and not letting himself take pleasure from anything extra, just giving all the extra money he has to, to tzedakah. And also, the idea of ethical rebuke can refer to the fact that a person stands up with a, with a real strength, the inner strength against anything which is holding him back. Anything which is holding him back from connecting to Hashem anything from his animal soul, anything outside of him also in the world, which is holding him back from connecting to Hashem and doing Hashem's will, he stands up against it with a real inner strength. The inner strength comes from the essence of his soul, from his godly soul. And through that, you can draw down the essence, the, the infinite essence of Hashem, that we spoke about before. Now we can also connect this back to Hanukkah. Um, this is the whole idea of the lights of Hanukkah, Kiedua. As it's known, the Ner Hanukkah Hu Lahoir as a The whole point of the lights of Hanukkah, the can- the candles of Hanukkah, is to illuminate the darkness, and in a spiritual sense, the spiritual darkness. And that's why uh, the sages say that the mitzvah, the commandment, is to place the candelabra, the Hanukkah candles, on the entrance to your house from the outside, specifically on the outside, not in, not inside the house. To illuminate the thickest, most coarse darkness of the world, which is outside of your own personal domain, meaning outside the realm of the holiness of your own house, to illuminate even the outside where the Rishus Harabim, the domain of the many, meaning the domain where we feel that there's many different, the plurality of the, not just one true existence. <clears throat> now we're on the next page, Pei Aleph in the top. And this is what it says, we say the uh, the bracha, the, the blessing, blessed you Hashem, who has commanded us and the commandments and is sanctifying us and lahadlik ner Hanukkah to kindle the light of Hanukkah. So basically, we're saying here that the this whole idea of teichachas musr, the ethical rebuke, is the same idea of also ner Hanukkah, of basically lighting up the darkness. Even the, like we said before, the teichachas musr can refer to the love that is produced by the animal soul. So that's also lighting up the darkness and nullifying the uh, the animal soul. And here we're saying also that's the whole idea of Hanukkah, which is lighting up the darkness of the outside, meaning of the klipa. 
And this is the specific wording of the blessing to kindle the lights of Hanukkah, Rashi Tevis Nachal, which is the actual acronym of the word Nachal. Lahadli Kner Hanukkah starts with Lamed Nun Ches, which is the same letter as Nachal, river, which refers to like a river extends and flows down. So too, this refers to when you lighting the candle of Hanukkah, you're, you're causing a river of godliness to flow down from the essence of Hashem to illuminate the darkness of the world. And how were, how were the Jews in that time of Hanukkah able to draw down this infinite essence of Hashem? Through standing up with a inner strength of their from coming from the essence of their soul, standing up and giving up their lives in Mesiris Nefesh, with literally giving their lives up for Judaism, that's how they were able to draw down from that infinite essence. So we're saying here, how do you draw down from that infinite essence is through that intense bittel, self-abnegation, and nullifying your own existence to Hashem. As it's known that in the times of the Greeks in the Hanukkah, the war of the Greeks against the Jews was a spiritual war. As we see in the prayer that we add in the Al Anisim prayer during our da- our davening, we say that the that the Greeks wanted to they wanted to make us forget your Torah, the Torah of Hashem. Um, and even in the other sikhs, it's uh, there's a specific diuk here that it says. It doesn't say Lashkicham Teira to make them forget Teira. It says Lashkicham Teira Secha to make the Jews forget your Teira, that we should forget that it's a holy Teira, the Teira of Hashem. They weren't against the fact that we would just learn ethics of the Teira or the knowledge of the Teira. They also admitted that it was very, very uh, amazing in knowledge. But they wanted us to forget the holiness of the Teira. Like this, like the Medrash says about Hanukkah, that they want. They told us to write down on the on the um, ram's horn, on the ox's horn, um, that they don't have a portion in the God of Israel, also showing that the war was not about killing off the physical bodies of the Jews, but killing off our connection to Hashem, making us right that we don't have any portion in the God of Israel. But the Jews nevertheless stood up with a great self-sacrifice, with the inner strength coming from the depths of their souls to be able to fulfill the Torah mitzvahs the in actuality without any without allowing anything to hold them back from doing Hashem's will and through that they were able to through that intense inner strength and self-sacrifice they were able to draw down the revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem and that's the idea like it says in the Gemara that they, they were able to find one um one jar, one jar of, of oil that had the, the holy, the seal of the of the high priest, and that was what they lit for the candles of the Menorah and the base of Mikdash, and ended up lasting for the miracle of Hanukkah for eight nights. So, what is this spiritual meaning in that they found this jar of oil without the the seal of the of the high priest? That refers to the drawing down of the infant essence of Hashem to illuminate the darkness. So this. One jar of oil refers to that that jar, which is the which is sealed up within our soul, the deepest part of our soul, which which refers to that inner strength which we all have, which can break through the darkness of the Greeks and break through and allow for the miracle of Hanukkah to happen, to truly transcend nature and to and to allow for the miracle of Hanukkah and the miracle within our own lives of being able to get outside of our own limitations. So that is what that one jar of oil, which is sealed with the seal of the high priest, refers to, that inner strength of our essence of our soul.
The verse says that, that for a candle is a mitzvah and teda is light and the way and the way of life is the ethical rebuke. That the fact that a person afflicts himself and nullifies his own, his own nullifies his and nullifies his coarseness and his feeling of separateness, his own feeling of independence, and also through the love of all your might. And the two different levels we spoke about, either through the contemplation of the essence of Hashem and how it totally transcends the worlds, or through the concealment and the the concealment and the tests of the animal soul, the constraints of the animal soul, through those aforementioned services of Hashem, we're able to draw down the supernal life, the highest level of life, meaning the highest level of revelation of Hashem, of God, the godly energy of Shachahi, and the but they actually bring this energy down into this physical world, that is through the channels of through the candle as a mitzvah and teira as light, through these two channels of teira and mitzvah, teira being the general way to draw down light, and mitzvah being this every mitzvah a specific vessel to channel that light down into this physical world. With that, we finish the mimer on Pei Aleph on the top. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chesidus. This is Levi Gelb, and if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.